I know you and Tara lean hard into spooky season. Mm-hmm. Um, what like what what, what do y'all do to kick it off? I, well, for I, one, I, I am more of a fall person. I'm less Halloween. I'm more just fall. So autumn. Uh, for me, I think for both of us. Excuse me one second. I believe I am going to sneeze. <laughs> oh. Um, it's hard, I think, to be a fall person in Texas because it's, you know, one of those non-existent holidays. Yeah. Like, well, when you and I were both, uh, in DC, oh, that drive down, was it George Washington and those sorts of places? Like the East coast, like mid Atlantic New England fall is the stuff that like dreams are made of. And Mm -hmm. I, like, soaked up every ounce of it. Like, my friends and I would go apple picking. We would go to wineries and look at the fall foliage. I went to a lumberjack festival in rural Pennsylvania that was held in October. Like, I... All of it. All of it. Okay, I want to get back to talking spooky season stuff, but (laughs) we're going to put a pin in all that. Because I would like... I I have really wanted to go to a lumberjack festival. (gasps) Did they do, like, the... the, uh, like they have like lumberjack games yes. where it's like who can cut up a tree the fastest yes. and things like that was that, tell me everything okay oh i mean that that was part of it it was um like who can cut up a tree the fastest they did the thing where like they have the um so listeners i'm i'm trying i'm i'm, I'm mimicking holding things in in each hand where like they climb a tree with the 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 thing that has like the spikes on it they're, they're almost like kind of crab walking mm-hmm. up a tree they had that our favorite part about it was all of the lumberjack jargon that they would say. So they would say things like chop smart, like, okay, gentlemen, go chop smart. And then they would also say like, when they were climbing up like the, the, the tree, so it, but it wasn't really like a tree. It was more just like a telephone pole, but it was made of wood. They would say, trust the wood. So <laughs> that became like our catchphrases for the weekend. We'd always be like, Hey guys, remember chop smart, trust the wood. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it's, it was, we went kind of ironically, it was me and, uh, and some friends, uh, who lived in New York, New York city. And, um, and then like me and a few others all from big cities. And we were kind of like, we're the city slickers out here. And we had a great time. I mean, drank cider, ate cider donuts. Um, yeah. but it, yeah, no, everything is in, Pens- is in Pennsylvania. You said, yes, it's, it was in, um, uh, Sullivan County, Pennsylvania. It was at the Sullivan County fairgrounds. Okay. Um, that bustling, bustling metropolis, uh, <laughs> in, in Pennsylvania. Uh, we also went to a wine festival there in the summer wine festival. Not great. Pennsylvania wine, not very good. So I all had real bad hiking, hangovers. <laughs> I did hiking at Philmont Scout Ranch, which I mean, if, if you're a boy scout, you've heard of it, but it's like you go and you go up in the New Mexico mountains and you hike around, but every day you like usually end at a campsite mm-hmm. and they'll have, like themes like we did one that was like black powder rifle shooting and horseback riding and i can't remember some of the fishing there's a one that was all about fishing and all that and there was one that was lumberjacking that we had put on our our schedule and one of the things you did is you learned how to do that thing it's basically you got two straps that like you use to pull up and then you've got like spikes on your feet and you're like getting a little higher and strapping and Mm -hmm. doing that thing it's like weird yeah um it was teaching how to do that i was so excited and then the last day it was like, hey, we're looking like we kind of scheduled it. And it was way out of our way. And like there were two groups that did it. And it was like, hey, we can go this way and it'll get us to where we want to go faster. And then we can wake up early and like go up on this mountain and see 
this sunrise. And I was the only one who voted against doing that. So I was like, all right, I believe in democracy. And we went and like, I don't want to say it was one of my biggest regrets because it wasn't because the sunrise is something I will never forget. Mm. And it was wonderful. It was like, I think about, I drew like, I had like an art class or something in in high school that was like, draw a moment and write about it or mm-hmm. something like that and i did that and it was just interesting but like yeah there's part of me that's like man i still want to go to like a lumberjack games that sounds so fun i was gonna say you know what else you would have remembered would have been a great life memory is the lumberjack lumberjacking so uh it it would have i don't know this this it was a great way to cap off the whole thing that's, like i think it really built it together fair. more also, than it that sh- it shows and we would have been late and, and you weren't resentful about the lumberjacks so uh, yeah, I, <laughs> in a rare moment. Um, I, I, spooky season. I, so, wait, 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 wait. One, one oh, thing about lumberjacks. Go I, ahead. I will be disowned if I don't mention the Monty <laughs> Python lumberjack song. You know, I'm a lumberjack and also I'm okay. Good. I sleep all night and I work all day. Da, da, da. Yeah. Uh, my, my, my dad um, and his college roommate probably reference that song a lot. As a matter of fact, at my parents, I threw my parents a 30th anniversary party um, a few years ago and excuse me, I had everybody like wear name tags because I was like, not everybody knows everybody and this. And, and I was like, mm-hmm. like wear a name tag, but also like put your relationship. Like I put favorite daughter and people had a lot of fun with that. And so his college roommate put, I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay on his name tag. So anyway, that's funny. My, okay. Spooky season. Uh, so sorry. Spooky season. So, uh, I mean, I love fall. I love, mm-hmm. but like living in Texas, it feels like I have to like go somewhere for fall. Mm-hmm. Like fall doesn't exist here. So, we kind of replace a lot of it with spooky season, which I think kind of incorporates some fall stuff, but also is more leaning towards the like scary stuff. We've, we've, I think online there's been a big push for like spooky season starts September 1st this year. And I've been like, all right, if that's what we want to do, let's do it. So we have had, I'm going to put in finger quotes, dates, although she's like, I think sometimes I told Tara this, I think sometimes when she wants to do something silly, uh, I'm like you. We can just do something silly, but she always like let's go on a date, oh, and I think it's like cute. to give it like a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our date was we went to Lowe's and Home Depot and Target and like a Spirit Halloween. Like it's always like a date to go look at like the Halloween sections of stuff. And Laurel, I don't know what it is about this year, but this year every time we go to see something, a moving thing like legitimately scares us. I like we went. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, you've just, you've landed on what scares me about Halloween stores and also haunted houses. I don't like being startled. And that is all that happens during this season. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is, is when we went to Spirit Halloween, which is the most like, you're going to get like, we're going to have all these scary things in a row. Mm-hmm. Though that one, no problem. It was, we were at at home and there's all these like displays and we're like, oh, hey. And then there was a wolf like a werewolf and i was gearing up to like jokingly go oh my god dara look out like not Mm -hmm. to scare her but just like to be ridiculous and that that would scare us and then it like moved i'm gonna like moved is being very generous like it rotated a little bit went woo and tara and i both went like like legitimately like jumped and i was like laughing because i was like i was just about to like fake scare you about Mm -hmm. it like it was gonna be really funny and that's probably Half the reason I jumped is I was like amping myself up for that. Mm-hmm. And then there was one at uh, <laughs> at Lowe's. Again, it's always at like places where it's like, yeah, it's like a, like right behind us is like the hardware section. It was like a little thing, like a, you know, a little scary girl or something. And then like she's like 
everybody else, like you hit it, it goes, woo, it's like, I'm going to kill you. I'm a monster. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. And this one was like, and I'm, we're like, what? What is it saying? So we like lean close. And then all of a sudden just shoots straight up like six feet. And we're like, ah! And then we I went on TikTok and there is like a whole thing dedicated to people jumping specifically at this Lowe's display. And we were like, okay, well, we feel a little better that we were all like, what is it saying? What's going on? Can I just share how much that you followed us up with? And then I went on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> on TikTok. Um, no, it was it was just more of I have like I'm on TikTok and I've got so much DIY mm-hmm. Halloween stuff um, that I share with Tara. You know, it's a lot of stuff about really fun everything from like, hey, if you've got a uh, silly stuff that we went, oh, you know, it's like if you've got a, a staircase, cut out pumpkins, but then cut them along and do it this way so it looks like they're on the staircase and put, you know, like things like that, like just silly, like you know, I love. Every year, this year, this year, uh, you know, Laurel, I believe you have your 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 fingers on the on the pulse of like a lot of things, but my pulse is on uh, Halloween stuff. I'd like to say that the I, that the mummy is a very underrated monster. I think that oh. needs to have a bigger comeback uh-huh. in Halloween stuff. Uh, I think it's kind of in the B rank right now. I'd like to see more people do mummy things. I think mummies mummies are geared for a comeback uh, if you want to be a little off the beaten path. There is a Going back to TikTok, there is a the big thing they did was everyone's like, "There's this cauldron at TikTok, a, a TikTok at Target," and everyone's like, I, "I'm like, who cares?" Wait, and wait, then I'm she sorry. flips it over. What, she goes, "What is the first word you said?" There's a what at Target? A cauldron, cauldron. like a, like cauldron. a witch's okay. brew. Yes, yeah. But it's about you know, it's like a big bowl. Okay. And I was like, like, like I'm, I'm giving it for size. Like, yes, the definition of a cauldron is a big bowl. Yeah, but size wise, <laughs> it's, it's not like a cauldron that three witches sit around. Like, it's smaller. Well, because there, there's one of those there, too. And Tara went to go look for it. She goes, is this it? And I'm like, no, it's too big. And we found it because the big thing about it is you look on the bottom and in big letters it says microwave safe, dishwasher safe. So it was like this woman was like, you don't need to put it away after Halloween. You could just make soup in it. You can do whatever you want. I, <laughs> like, it was like, I do great. love that. Um, yeah, that's that's great. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I have a uh, I have a bowl that I got at at Home Goods. Um, it's a kind of a crock. It's got a little handle on it and everything, so it's like great for like carrying a hot bowl mm-hmm. and stuff. And it says "gobble" on it. And I was like, I'm sure this was part of like some Thanksgiving dish set, but like I don't care. I like that it has a handle. But since it's one gobble, it feels like it's talking about you're gonna want to gobble this yes, up. Exactly. It's so good. It like, works <laughs> year round. But I'm sure it was part of some like you know <laughs> just taken apart thanksgiving like dish set for like here's what to serve soup in at thanksgiving also don't buy dishware specifically for Um, holiday folks like don't do it unless you're just gonna go ahead and use it year-round yeah like this again because i think a lot of the dishware like i said is like you can't put in the microwave like you have to wash it Uh, and it's like well it goes along also this was one was so exciting it goes along with people who like well, I don't know, post a picture of their kids in April and be like, and yes, we're still wearing our Christmas pajamas. I'm like, look, they are pajamas. Your kid can wear, no one's going to, yeah. people who are judging you for wearing Christmas pajamas in April need to get a life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's another Texas thing where it's like, I don't wear my Christmas pajamas in uh, April because I'm sweating yes. in bed if that's the case. But um, what was I going to say? Oh, one thing I want to throw by you because this is, this is we, we've been planning what we want to do you know, eventually with, with Halloween. And this idea we have is one thing I've always wanted to do is get like two posable skeletons 
and put them out front and dress them in like our clothes mm -hmm. and then make cutout faces of our faces and like put them as masks on them like those paper masks mm -hmm. with the mm -hmm. elastic band because mm -hmm. i thought it'd be funny to be like look it's skeletons but they're going out for halloween as tara and ryan like i thought that was always kind of like a funny bit oh okay I, I was with you until the, the, the face the face masks, but I, I, I see what you're going for. I think people are going to have trouble connecting the dots on that. They're going to think you're saying that y'all are dead. But uh, I, I, th I think it would be funny <laughs> to be like, like, Tara and Ryan were here. Like, no masks, just like the skeletons wearing your clothes. Maybe. But the other thing we wanted to do that is, is my big plan for, like, a big display some year is I want to make a skeleton DJ and, like, the party he's DJing. <laughs> And like, because I, I always have a, a Halloween playlist and I want to like play it. And I want to like make, I've seen DIYs and make DJ booths that are like taking in sound and blinking mm -hmm. with it and doing it with um oh, wow. like rope light and everything. And then just have like a skeleton and then all this. They've got this new thing I see a lot where people are making this DIY where it's like a skeleton. And for them it says like toxic waste. And he's like leaned over and there's like a tube up him and it's like green stuff is coming out and i'm just like well that would be perfect for a dj party because it would look like he just had partied too much and then do just a bunch of stuff like that and then every year add more skeletons to it because you can get those cheap skeletons and like i had a friend who every year they would add, they would spend all year building a zombie and add it to it so they like did all this like real big like prop work and stuff and i'm like that's a lot of work whereas this is i could just be like i've posed him in a different way this year and he's holding something different and maybe he's got sunglasses but we want to do it like day glow colors and mm -hmm. stuff like that so it kind of like black light goes on it and things like that so that's our big plan some some new some year i i, I honestly it brings me joy how much joy halloween brings y'all so uh i, I think it. everybody so everybody needs their everybody needs their holiday that really just yeah for me you know it's thanksgiving mm -hmm. but uh yeah that's another one we may off topic may have to skip this year but anyway um are you ready to speaking this is kind of going you know since our first one is a murder i know going <laughs> the first be warned episode. are you ready i'm yes exactly so ready. Um, hello seattle i'm, I'm ryan Laurel. and we're the craniacs Ooh. um we talk about Halloween stuff, but today we're going to talk about Frasier. And that first episode we're going to talk about is Season 11, Episode 8. came out in November on November 11th of 20, 2003. 20 and 3 is almost what I said. Maris is arrested for the murder of her boyfriend. The press goes wild when they find out that Niles inadvertently loaned her the crossbow that was used as the murder weapon. Only in, I think, Frasier... Can you be like inadvertently loaned her the crossbow that was a murder weapon, and you're like, oh yeah, okay, sure. I um. So I can tell you the Hulu synopsis was just like Niles cracks under the pressure of media scrutiny around Maris's murder trial mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, I did okay. So when Niles was like, oh, I'll lend you my crossbow at lunch. Well, okay, I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead. Let's 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 get yes. let's get right. Let's start at the beginning where. It picks up right where the previous episode basically left off, where it ended with them hearing on the radio or us hearing on the radio that Maris was being uh, was sought after for the death of her boyfriend. And then it picks up with Martin and Fraser just walking right into Niles and Daphne's apartment. Everyone's in the same clothes. Uh, yeah. And Niles gets a phone call saying, like, you, you need to, like, come down to the police station. And he's like, like, oh, my God, I don't know anything. Why would they want me to talk to me? And Martin's like, look. 
you had lunch with her the day that she killed her boyfriend. They just are going to want to know what y'all talked about. And at first it starts out as the most Niles conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And he mentions the word crossbow, and I think I did the same thing you were going to say, where you bump on it real hard, and I go, oh, no. Well, oh, I, bumped, okay, I bumped on a little different, probably for a little different reason than you, just in terms of plausibility, but this is where I look too closely at uh, sitcom setups. But he was like, well, of course, Lunch with Maris, we talked about the Women in the Arts Symposium that is coming up. And then we talked, and he goes on and on about all this like art stuff that they talked about, and that Maris is going to play Attila the mm-hmm. Hun, and that she needed... Yeah. And I was like, is Maris... Like, was Maris going to be able to lift a crossbow? I know they had a whole thing a few seasons ago when Niles was still with Mel that Maris had gained a lot of weight and that she was suing Mel, saying that when Mel had performed plastic surgery on her, she nicked her thyroid. And that caused Maris to gain weight. Are we supposed to think that Maris is strong enough to, and looks like Attila the Hun and can hold a crossbow? I... I I thought the same thing. Later, he makes a comment of uh, when they say like, "Well, why was she practicing it in the night or something?" She's like, "Well, he she needs to. She's got such a such weak, weak tricep. tricep." And I was like, "Okay, love that. Yeah, love that so much." I, 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 I. So I will say this: I did a little experiment with both of these episodes where I had stuff I had to do around the house. And I was like, "Okay." Usually, I sit down and I, and I get on my phone and I and I take notes. And this one, I was like, I'm just going to watch it kind of probably how I would watch this if I wasn't doing a podcast on it. I'm just going to put it on and do stuff. And A, I found it, ex- both of them, extraordinarily enjoyable. I, and I'm wondering if when I'm not sitting there going like, time to critique Frasier, if I'm like, absorb these better. And I think sometimes I missed little points mm. like that. Like, I heard her saying that there was a hun and I'm, I thought the same thing you did. Where I'm like, well, I think a Huns is like big hulking yeah. figures, but maybe it's just like the bad guy. I don't well, know. Well, I'm happy to report that I did critique this and very much liked both of these episodes. So okay, I yeah, really yeah. enjoyed Yeah, both right? Of both of them? Uh, like very much high points for me um, in recent Frasier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and so, but, so he, he, here's my question. This is where it's like, Laurel, get over it. When Niles was like, well, I said I would lend her my antique crossbow. That was earlier that day. Does that mean that like, Maris got the crossbow that day. That sounds like a, I'll have someone messenger it over to you or something. Like, I guess I'm curious as to how Maris ended up with the crossbow in her possession that day. That's funny because I didn't think about that at all. Niles I does think not have you're the absolutely right. He probably messengered. Yeah, like you could say that was like he had it on him, but then if you really think about the character, of course it's put away and well stored, oh, yes. and you know probably waxed and oiled uh, you know every other month mm-hmm. or something whatever the standard crossbow care calls for yes but it's been a while yeah no i i, I my crossbow so there was a bit there where i was really trying it, it wasn't that i really wanted a crossbow it was really early in our relationship that i made a comment about getting a crossbow and tara went you can't have a crossbow <gasps> and i think it, it and it became this real sticking point for a long time that it was I think if she would have said, I really don't want you to keep a crossbow in the house, mm-hmm. and it was like a conversation we had, but it was the fact that she just went, you can't have a crossbow. That really like rubbed mm-hmm. me the wrong way, and I kept being like, I can do whatever I want. I'm a grown-ass mm-hmm. man. If I want a crossbow, I will go out. And I will... and then it became this thing of like, listen, I would take the safety classes, which imagine that was a very well-attended class. You know, it was like... Th- like we're here for, for firearms. Um, I'm sorry, I'm here for crossbows. Oh, that's you know next door, and I'm the only, and they're like we were waiting for you. It's just me. It's just a guy dressed um, like crossbow Robin Hood. Pete. <laughs> yeah, one guy. Um, but yeah, I was like, like also it was 
it, and so it was this weird thing where crossbows kept showing up in weird situations and I would just like lock, like get in their way and wait until she's like she wouldn't look at me <laughs> like there was a crossbow store in her hometown like seriously it was like crossbow and something else it, it wasn't even like bows and arrows it was like maybe it was paintballs and crossbows <laughs> it was something very weird but crossbows was very prominently featured and I was like ha let's go in she's like absolutely not like and it was just like this thing of like determining that I was like I just don't like you telling me I can't do it like there's no discussion of getting shut down mm-hmm. and it was you know we became a better couple out of it but it was just very funny that I was like crossbows and I was like she's like do you really want a crossbow I'm like no I actually just want to have a conversation I'm too emotionally immature to just say that <laughs> so we <laughs> Um, my ride. <laughs> I, you're right, exactly. I this episode I will say also was everything I wanted from the episode last episode. You know what I'm saying? Like I went, oh god, oh, when I saw that it was, yes. it's called Murder Most Maris. Mm-hmm. Is uh, I went, oh, Maris, this guy has killed mm-hmm. Maris. That's why we're introduced to this character. But we're going to, they're going to blame Niles. Mm-hmm. And I think that would have been way too madcap. I think this one handled it a lot better because this is a fairly like funny, a little bit over, not over the top, but it's not. We have to save Niles right, from jail. Right, right. It, it doesn't have a tinge a cake of seriousness in it or anything. It's, oh. it's more that the like media just latches on to the fact that Maris got the crossbow from her ex-husband. They're just trying to spin a story. It's real. It's yeah. Very, uh, very foretelling about uh, media. Uh, intrusion in people's lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we talk real fast about the the, the running gag that I absolutely yes just I know, I know what you're gonna say. It's for any time anyone yelled at Fraser because Fraser ends up doing a bunch of stupid mm-hmm. things in this. He would go, perhaps you've forgotten that not a few hours ago a man punched me who is now dead, and then everyone would lower yes. their heads for a minute and be like. Thank you. Like it was just this like resetting the scene tactic I they used. loved it so much. I it reminded me of a few weeks ago. Uh my birthday was on a Sunday. We had a big um I had to work that day. We had a very big like event at work that I had to work. Uh and so on my birthday, a Sunday, the fire alarms in my apartment building went off at six AM. I don't think a person crossed my path that day at work. Like and I I probably interacted with like 50 people without me being like and the fire alarms went off at 6 a.m in my <laughs> on my birthday like it was i felt i was i felt i saw myself in fraser right then to the point that i would be like you were doing the fraser voice yes i would be like i don't know if i want my fire my and my coach was like we know your fire alarms went off they went off at 6 a.m on your birthday <laughs> yes and you had to actually i don't always leave my apartment when the fire alarms went off but they went off for so long that that we left and i was like and I was like, and I had to leave my, like, there was no going back to sleep after that. <laughs> I imagine you telling the story with, like, coworkers, like, you're you're on a chair that's, like, leaned back, and one of them is, like, patting a cold <laughs> cloth on your head. The other one's, like, fanning you, and you're like, oh, I just thought of it again, and I <laughs> got weak. Not the vapors. <laughs> uh, I, I did, uh, yeah. at one point, make put a bunch of, like, comfy chairs together and make made, like, a little bed for myself and tried to take a little nap in a conference room. <laughs> And I was like, my, the fire alarms went off at 6 a.m. I must get my rest. Now, I've worked at places that have had what they call relaxation rooms because they're opening them up to everyone. But they're also kind of like lactation room. Like it's like go in and pump yeah, or whatever. That, uh, But they're open for everybody. Oh. Yeah. 
I, I the one I worked at it was open for everybody, and you would just sign. You'd go in and like be like, I'm in, like slide a thing over, and we had like two, and we didn't have that many, at least that I know of, lactating women, yeah, women in the office. Up. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I yeah, it's probably a better way to put it. <laughs> I I would like just actively <laughs> lactating twenty four. No, um, I would go in and I would just slide the thing over, and you know, you'd say like I'm in, and it'd be me, and people would be like, "Where's Ryan?" He's like, and they'd be like, "Oh, he's uh, he's one of my friends." Type going, "Oh, Ryan's pumping," which was code for Ryan went and took a fifteen minute nap. <laughs> I I am because it's like a, a white noise mm-hmm. machine, calming music, like low light, a chair that like leans back. I was like, "Yeah, I'll go take a nap." In there. I, I I will say, well, this good. I know entirely too many rules and regulations around lactation rooms so i don't think we want to get off on this tangent but i feel like a relaxation room Mm -hmm. and a lactation room can't be the same thing but this was probably years ago so yes i don't think it was it was definitely the relaxation room i just wanted to also make sure that it was like we knew that it was like if someone came was like ryan i need to pump i wouldn't be like eight more minutes you know like i would be like oh okay let's switch real quick or whatever but um I, I mean, let's talk more yeah, about let's, this let's get, great episode. So I, I almost just want to go like beat by beat in it. Um, so Niles okay. go, goes down to the station and he's like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll see you soon, dear. And I wrote down, Niles is going to be gone all night. And then the next scene we see with Niles, he has yeah. been gone all night. Um, I love that Frazier's like, Daphne. They do kind of play it like, oh, go ahead. Oh, the Frazier was like, Daphne, I'll stay here with you. And um or he's like, but he's like, but are you sure? Like, do, do, do you want to come to my place? Like the, the reporters will leave you alone there. And she's like, no, if they drive me out of my own home, then they'll have won. And then the phone rings and it's her mom. So she's on her way over and she, and she's like, I'll pack it back. You get the car. Loved that so much. I'm also loved that I didn't have to see Gertrude because we know I've really soured on her. <laughs> I thought about you when she called and was like, let's get out of here. Had, that was it. That was I thought oh, about. Yeah, you. No, but you, you had something you were about to say before I talked about Fraser and the backpacking and. I I so when so I guess this this plays in because the next scene is is him coming in. He's like, oh, you're there all night, and I I was like, wait, you mean like it's late at night right now? And I was like, no, this is the next yeah. day. Like he was at the police station all night. Yeah. I've never been called in for questioning or anything, so I had no concept of like, is this an all night affair? Like I and they play it off like to just get to the next. Day. They they do it as kind of like the beginning of, of all the things that are contributing to Niles being extremely stressed and worn down and, and he's repressing that. And exhausted, like, yeah. I just was like, I can't believe they did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm having a really hard time not jumping to stuff, but like, I'm, I, you, you, I think you probably took better notes on what happened next so and I'll chime he, in he with said like, that, well, what Well, it also sounds like he I, got there and he had to just wait for a long time and he was like, I sat on a cold metal bench yeah. between two drunks and a pimp who called me Peaches. <laughs> Which I just—I mean, I—I I took an entire page of notes on this. Like, I—I I love this episode. Um, and Martin says, um, you know, Niles is basically trying to show that there's no way Maris did this. She was had the crossbow and was practicing for being Attila the Hun. She was startled when her mm-hmm. boyfriend broke into the balcony and released the crossbow, and it killed him instantly. He was dead before he hit the parquet floor. And uh, and he's like, this is because he says they ran into Maris's lawyer and she and they told him all of this. And uh, Martin's like, well, or, and Maris is being held in prison because in jail because she's a flight risk. And now was like, have you ever heard of anything more stupid? And Martin's like, well, she was found with a passport, ten thousand dollars and a wig in her purse. And Niles says Maris always has those things in her purse. I just I didn't realize how much I missed ridiculous Maris jokes. And here we are. I missed them. <laughs> yes. It, 
this whole episode had a lot of very good Frasier esque responses to things. There's, I, I took a few notes, and the one I, I wrote, there's a scene a little bit later where they're, t- oh no, it's much later, so I'll hold okay. off. Because we need to get to what Frasier does. Uh, so, so in the meantime, Maris is calling Niles like all the time, which is A, surprising because she's in jail, and uh, B, I was like, Niles, why are you taking her calls? Like, you, what, why are you, you, you shouldn't be taking her calls. <laughs> Right, and that's the point of this episode. Is her? I mean, this is what makes this more interesting than my version. When when Mar- he's blamed for Maris's death, is we can kind of examine something a little more personal to Niles mm-hmm. with this and Maris plot than we could still... if he was like facing murder charges. And Maris is still the villain a little bit. If Maris was dead, mm-hmm. we can't make fun of Maris anymore. So, well, we could, but what if? What if she faked her death and then at the end that's the big reveal oh, is that she's still alive? That I wouldn't put it past her. Anyway. Uh, she calls Niles because she needs new shoes because she put her shoes outside her cell to be polished. This made me laugh very loud enough that Tara came up. And Tara's very, like, watched a lot of the show and just kind of stopped and, like, pops in everyone. She's like, what are you, you know, what are you watching, Frasier? And I'm like... Oh, this is a good one where I can definitely because she knows Maris. I go, so Maris is is in jail, and I told her the whole joke, and she's like, "That's very fun." Like yeah. it's one of those things where she laughed, but it was just like, it's it's like you appreciate a joke mm-hmm. better than you la- than you laugh mm-hmm. at the joke. She's like, mm-hmm. "That's very funny." They uh, they, they I think we've talked about this on here before, but on the West Wing Weekly, which doesn't record anymore, the podcast with Josh Molina and Rishi Herway, uh, R- Rishi says he learns that something is actually funny to Josh Molina when he goes, "That is funny." It's like, it's not that I need to make you laugh. It's if I get you to say, that is funny. And that's when something was really funny to you. Yeah. Um, that's, that's what this was. So then do you want to talk a little bit about how Frazier tries to help at Nervosa when the media follow Niles there and Niles slips out the back. And so Frazier's like, I'll talk to the media as the Crane family spokesperson. Yes. It's what he calls them in. And he thinks, I think he thinks it's one woman at first. And then like, Six or seven microphones come out, you know, like people come in with microphones. They switch to a cam, yeah. They switch to a camera view that is definitely video, as opposed, you know, it's it's it it looks like the nightly news. And he does this big wind up about how like the the media is following them and blah blah. blah. And he goes, I have no doubt that by the end of the week, uh, Niles Crane and Maris will both be executed. Thank you and good day. Like and does that and and then like Roz is like he's like I didn't. Like as they're walking, I was like, "I'm exonerated!" Like as they're like getting out, and I was like, "Th- that I didn't see coming." Enough that I like, like, kind of gasped. Mm-hmm. Was like, "Oh my god!" Like it was really funny. My favorite thing was how Daphne did not let him off the hook for that when she's like, "It's okay. We know you're only trying to ruin our lives. I mean, help." <laughs> yeah, it was just trying to slip of the tongue. I, I like, loved, I loved it. Daphne's so much. playing up. Yeah, they're playing. Uh, uh, Jane Levy's is definitely playing up. Like. I'm a pregnant woman and I've had just about enough mm-hmm. of all this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then Niles is like fat quicker and quicker coming to the end of his like rope here. He, they, he and Daphne to go to stay with Frazier because there's news vans all outside their apartment building. And he's like, I'll sleep on the couch. And I think Daphne tells him he's going to sleep on the couch and he like sleeps on the couch. Yes. It just keeps stacking up that Niles isn't getting a lot of sleep. And Frazier says to Martin, like, you know, this this reminds me of what happened senior year, and it turns out that senior year, which I guess of college, I would assume not high school, because Martin would know if Niles had mono for a month. In yeah, that's school. a good point. So college that Niles had mono for a month, missed a month of class, was trying to catch up. His girlfriend broke up with him, and he he was found in the frozen food section in the grocery store, like snuggled next to like some corn, saying, "Why so cold, my love?" 
I, I think I don't think it was that Martin didn't know he had mono. I thought the same thing at first too. I think it was more of that he didn't know that he was in the frozen food Aww. section. But either way, I think you're right. College makes a little more sense. But the thing about this that I I loved is we've gotten to the point in the show, and we do it a little bit with Maris. We do a little bit with these. We're like. We can skip like the the whole thing we're talking about with Frazier where he says that and everyone kind of looks down and no one's calling him out on it. And it feels like it's because these people have known him for decades and they're like, OK, well, we all have to pretend like this is how we like, you know, this is this is what you do when you deal with Frazier. They didn't actually think like you're right. You mm-hmm. know, like they're just like this is how you deal with them. And the same thing as us, the audience, there's this shorthand of where he goes, oh, that's right. He swore me to secrecy. Beat beep Mm -hmm. anyway and then they Uh just go into it and it like gets a laugh from the audience like and they don't have to do anything with that i think it's really good that's a very good point the the next part yeah i I think they're getting to the point where there's some shorthand Mm -hmm. with these especially in these two episodes because these episodes feel like they're potentially wrapping up like characters that have been throughout the series Mm -hmm. like this was this feels like the last maris episode i wouldn't be surprised if the next one is the next the last lilith Mm -hmm. episode um but um she you know fraser starts talking about how Niles is obviously like holding this stuff in. That's what, he, what he's doing. So he's worried about him. He comes in. He's he's helped Daphne. He's got like a spring in his step. He's like, I'm just not letting this bother me. And I love this little moment where Fraser's like Sherry, and he gives him a Sherry. He's like balcony, like. But it's like this little like Fraser does some really like warm, caring things in these these two episodes. I think in such a good way. But like leads him out to the balcony. And before I knew bleeding him out to the balcony was in service of a joke coming up. I was like, what a like, I'm like, they never go on the balcony. I started thinking about like the the friend's balcony Mm -hmm. and that kind of being like the, how they got away from the other four Mm -hmm. whenever two people needed to talk. And I was like, what a nice little scene of like, let's go out on the balcony. And then they're talking and then that's when the news, the news helicopter comes low. I was also glad that there was not a, Niles is just smiles and waving. I was glad there was not a cheap joke about Niles jumping off the balcony. I was a little worried that we were going to get to that, that Niles was going to be like, I'm fine. And then like grab the railing or something. I was glad that we didn't get to that. Um, Good, 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 good. Same, same. I didn't even think of that. So uh, then we get to uh, what, I, I'm surprised that I still have like highlight scenes with David Hyde Pierce that I haven't seen, but like a highlight scene with David Hyde Pierce at Nervosa. Right. He runs into Ross. He is disheveled. Like he he's dressed perfectly fine, but his hair is a mess. He looks like he's been run over. Um, and Roz is like, you know, Niles, let me order you a coffee. She orders, you know, for him, and he's talking about how he hasn't gotten any sleep since the Souls Mares thing started, and. Um, you know, they hand Roz her coffee and they hand her Niles' coffee and she passes it to him and Niles is like, can I have a straw? And they're like, oh, no, uh, th- that, that was the last one kind of pointing to Roz's coffee that Roz has like a straw in her mouth. And this is the literal last straw for Niles where he <laughs> just becomes undone. And it's, yes. And he's like, is it hot in here? And he's like, I just, I can't. He's like, oh, this just everything feels so tight. And he like loosens his your loosens his tie. So I will say the Hulu um, photo for this episode is a naked David Hyde Pierce holding a newspaper. So I already was had this oh. a little bit, but he like loosens his tie, and I was kind of like, okay, okay. And then he's like unbuttoning the top buttons, and I was like, oh, taking his jacket off. He's like, everything was so tight. I'm so hot, and then just keeps stripping down. And yes. I think Perry Gilpin does a fantastic job in this entire scene. She does a really good job. They also write Roz. Like, I love how she defends yes. Niles when he's over in the corner and she's like, this man is paid for most, you know, His like, like really is like all the weed you'll ever buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she was really just 
I loved that Raw is like after again, like we're getting like it's not like a, a drama or anything where it's like, well, now we have to figure out like what the core of their characters. It's just little things like this where it's like, remember like they hated each other and yes. then like they were still sniping at each other, but it was like a form of endearment. And now she's like flat out like, don't nobody do like Niles is my friend. Like it was just this really cool. And just advance. the way that as that scene continued, you Roz more and more became like a bank robber was so good. That yeah, at the end she's like, all right, no one be a hero. Yeah, uh, and so. Th- Roz is, uh, she's calling Fraser as Niles is stripping. And it's like, Fraser, are you close to the coffee house? You need to get here now. Niles is. And then she pauses and looks in the corner and says, naked and reading the paper. And sure enough, David Hyde Pierce is just in the corner holding a newspaper, reading it completely naked. Uh, and mm-hmm. I like when Fraser comes in and is like, Niles, like, how, how are you? And he's like, oh, fine. Heat wave in Texas. That hit hard. That hit me real hard. <laughs> And, and I, I, I think Frazier here is so lovingly yes. like a, a, an older brother and all that. It's really like in these so two, like good. a good psycho- psychiatrist. And also just a good person. Like, which, yeah, you, you and I have been through a lot with Frazier and he's not always a good person. So, uh, no, and I, I just, I enjoy David Hyper. It's like, he's like, oh, heat wave in Texas. And Frazier's like, do you think, you know, perhaps um, like maybe, you know, we should, like we, we should go maybe we should put on the clothes and i was like no i'm just fine don't touch me <laughs> i loved it yeah, so that, that much was... and then when fraser goes to the baristas and is like please give me your aprons and then it's like niles i'm gonna wrap you up like a christmas present you like christmas don't you <laughs> he handles it so well and then that's when Roz is like all right nobody nobody follow us and blah blah and yeah, and she's sounds like, like nobody take <laughs> any photos or cameras nobody call the police don't call the cops yeah. Um, um, and then Niles, it turns out, sleeps like 20 hours and is doing 20 hours. That's what it was. Yeah. And, but he's, there's a part where he's like, I forgot why they brought it up, but he was like, a school bus went by and your aprons became capes or whatever. Like, it was like one little thing happened. Was there an issue? Oh my God, I missed that I line that. completely. That's so funny. <laughs> It was something like that. I forgot what the lead up to it was where he's like, did anybody see? He's like, well, we had one incident or something like that. And that's what it was. The wind from a school bus came by and turned your aprons into capes. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, and then Niles stands up to Maris and stands up to Daphne. And, you know, he's like, Maris calls him and he's like, no, I can't talk to you. The only thing I need you to say now is goodbye. Then we will hang mm-hmm. up. What will you say? Maris is like, goodbye. And he's like, bye. And hangs up. And Daphne was like, oh, like, thank you so much. And he was like, you have been putting me, like, you've been punishing me for this. And, like, that's not fair. You've been irritable and made me sleep on a couch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, old Niles is back. Um, and then Fraser has one last <laughs> dig at, can we remember that a mere three days ago I was punched by a man who was killed the same day? Who is now dead. Um, because he, the way he does it every time is he like like it feels like he's definitely hamming up the Fraser voice, but like the thing where he goes a mere three days ago, like the the number is getting so long. Oh, it's I, so funny. I wrote down. Do I noticed the same his thing. deep voice the last time he said it. His voice got so deep. Um, and then the cold yes. clothes also a fantastic cold clothes, where Niles goes into legit good. Yes, Niles goes into nervosa, and. You know, it, it is like returns the aprons that have obviously been like dry cleaned and starched and and, and they hand his coffee mm-hmm. to him and then they hand him like a whole handful of straws. 
you see coming up behind him are other Nervosa employees handing him a bunch of straws and he puts his hand up, reaches into his coat, pulls out what looks like basically a cigar case, kind of flips it open and it's full of straws. It's yeah, it's one of those cigarette cases yes. like they used to have and they would t- you would take cigarettes out and line yes. them up. And I I love those cases. Like I don't smoke cigarettes, so I'm always like what is a so like I'm like golf pencils? Well, I don't really need golf pencils for it. Like, what could I put in here that I would use? Like gum. S- individual <laughs> sticks of gum. Like, I don't know, but like that one was very funny to me. It feels like something that feels like a joke that could make its way back into the new one. Like something about straws, mm-hmm. like straws are big again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? But this one was great. Like, I kind of I think I, I'm bumping up my, my rating. Do you what did you give it? Um, I'm gonna give this eight aprons. Oh, okay, I said eight freshly pressed Nervosa aprons <laughs> because I think that was so that joke was so funny to me. Like they were all it was so well constructed, but like um, cold closes tend to be like very like normal joke structure mm-hmm. of this is like that's it's one joke that they're all leading towards, and that one and this one was the the straw. So to have that little visual gag that was so very Niles, I think was also good. Um, I, I, I uh, let's, I'll just also, because I'll say, I'll say eight out of 10, uh, straw carrying cases since you already oh, said so that, that was going to be yeah. my, that was going to be my second thing. And then third was going to be, uh, crossbows. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know what the other one was going to be for me? Uh, crackers imported from Belgium, mm-hmm. because that's one note I wrote down. <laughs> that was very funny when like Daphne was the, literally yelling about something. She's upset about something else. And Frazier <laughs> thought it was the, the crackers he brought. He's like. They're imported from Belgium. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I thought that was a very funny line. Well, I'm somebody who likes a good like, um, fancy cracker. And even I am like, I would not <laughs> get crackers imported from Belgium. Uh, I, I mean, well, you might. I mean, if you saw a nice cracker at like World Market. But perhaps. like, I guess you wouldn't be like, import them straight to me. True. Uh, so here's the question. <laughs> We're at like 11.50. Do we want to do the next episode? Or do we want to? I mean, we were just saying we've talked about this episode for almost an hour. So, um Let's let's. I mean, I I know we'll keep this part in because I'll say Craniacs. I know you guys want us to like have as many episodes as possible. Uh, the next one I will is a Lilith episode, so that will probably deserve a little bit of its own. But yeah, I mean, let's stick with this one. Let's just do this okay. one. It was so good. Yeah. It's one of my favorites I've seen for all. I kind of like want to bump up to nine. I'm wondering, have we rated any? episodes 10 out of 10 i think we're just like hedging our bets hard and like oh i, I, a I have laurel and ryan eight or nine is like an actual 10 ham ham radio uh i know i gave 10 out of 10 and you definitely oh, gave yeah, the okay. cork master 10 out of 10 i have recently i went on red bubble and i was looking up i have a bunch of stuff that's like marked with the company that shuttered our studio that i'm kind of like oh i have this notebook that i really like but it's got the logo on it and i've got this that's got the logo on it and you know i'm i kind of am just like well i don't want to look at these yeah. um so i've been looking up like stickers to to put over them and i was like oh fraser and one of them is just like hail cork master and i was like i may have to get this one <laughs> like there's 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 some good ones on there there's the like kacl logo the cafe nervosa logo i i love shirts merch that's like a place in the show. I have a Satrielli's pork store shirt, which is where it's the like pork store where the Sopranos like Tony and all them do business above mm. the store and they use the, uh, the, 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 the meat slicing equipment to take care of things in the back. So like, I love like anything like that. That's like 
doesn't say like sopranos oh, yeah. but it says like if you look at it i, I see a lot of uh rose apothecary shirts from schitt's creek see a lot of that mm-hmm. you, you'll see like from gilmore girls luke's diner uh shirts and and such so yeah I, I'm, I'm a fan because it's a Weird. It's very much a if you know you know kind of shirt yeah and otherwise it's just like oh they must have gone to luke's diner do 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 and like carry on your day yeah um i uh yesterday there's there's a spirit halloween over at the cedar park that's opening up and i went and i i went to get my hair cut near there and then i went i said oh let's go see if it's open so tara and i can have another date and we went and looked it wasn't open but next to it was the world market and i was like does world market have a halloween section and we went in and it does and it's cute but it's like a couple things but i was like well i'm here i'm gonna get myself a little snack got tara they have it was so i saw it on the way out and it was a like altoids-esque tin of mints but it was for shroot farms and they did a bad job like i had to actually look at the ingredients to figure out what they tasted like because i was like am i buying her beet mints like what is happening here because i know she has like a shroot farm shirt Mm -hmm. and it's always one that like people are either like oh my god it's shroot farms or they go you went to a beet farm? Like they, it's so unusual that they have to ask. Like, I would like to know about this beet yeah. farm, and it's like, oh no, it's from the office. Blah blah blah. And see, that's that 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 is like that's what I love is when it's something that true fans will stop and ask you about. Um, it's it's like if you see if I see somebody wearing like a Bartlett for America shirt, I'm like, there's a West Wing mm-hmm. fan. I I actually have a I have a, a yeah. shirt from the West Wing Weekly. They used to end every episode with, okay, okay, what's next? And I have a shirt that just says that. And I have, <laughs> to this day, never been stopped by another West Wing Weekly fan. <laughs> okay, this leads well into this. Have I told you about my shirt I bought that says, Ask Me About My Podcast? Yes. Isn't it your Instagram profile photo? You wearing that shirt? Yes. This is how many times anyone's asked me about my, <laughs> Guys, pro- my podcast. Zero, wearing that shirt. Big old goose egg. Yeah. <laughs> zero. Well, like, I think- like, at first I was like, well, as I say, at first I was like, I don't want to go out. And everybody's like, hey, man, tell me about your podcast. I'm like, I'm just trying to get takeout, you know, or whatever. And then, like, now I'm, like, walking, like, chest, hey, nice to see, like, getting in people's eye lines and being, like, hmm, like, underlining it with my this is how little people (laughs) want to hear about a podcast that somebody hosts. I know. I think it it goes, the, the, the ranking is, like, Number one, dreams. Number two, your Dungeons and Dragons character. Number three, your podcast. Oh, <laughs> like that's kind number of number one. Goes. Tell me about like like a weird dream you had. I'm here for that. Let's talk about it. Right, but you are, I think, fairly different in that. Most people I know, like I'm like oh, I had a dream. They're like, oh, so this is a story that didn't happen. Great. Like I don't care. Like that's how I feel like most people are. So when you were like, I want to hear about dreams. I'm like, Laurel, I have buckle. Up. I am ready. <laughs> Let's do I, this. Like, I, I would say it is probably multiple times a week that I will like tell Matt about a dream I had. Um, and sometimes it's a little mundane. Like, for example, I have, I'm have i growing basil on my balcony. I had a dream that Prince Harry and I were tending to our gardens talking about growing basil mm-hmm. and lettuce. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. There's, boy, this is going to cover two of the things that no one... Oh, you know what? For you, I think it's going to cover three. So, the... D&D video game I'm playing right now, you can romance your companions and like go back to camp and start learning more about them. Eventually, it's like, do you want to romance them? And there was kind of a bug in in the first ship game where it was really easy to romance them. So everyone's like, everyone in my camp wants to hook up with me. What's going on? And so like it's been this thing. It's a game that came out like for a month before I got to it because it came out on like uh, PC before it came out on 
PlayStation. So everybody I know in my D and D group has been playing it. They've been posting all over with spoilers. So it's all this like it looks like a um, Pentagon paper. It's all just redacted oh, uh-huh. text. So they're all hiding it from me very nicely. So I started playing it, and they've changed it. But sure enough, there are some p- characters that are pretty horny. So then I had a dream. So now we've done D and D and dream. And here's the third thing you're gonna hate. I had a dream where I was. This is it ends up kind of funny, but it was I'm playing a WWE game, but it's doing the romance thing where it's like, oh, you wrestled someone, and then you can romance them. And I had a dream that I met John Cena in real life, and he was very upset that I wouldn't romance his character in the game. And I was like trying to like politely put him down and be like, well, <laughs> you're not really my type. I don't know what to you do with what? this information. I got, I'm not going to lie. This story was tanking real hard for me. And then you saved it at the end. <laughs> you saved it at the end with John Cena. And I also find that funny. Mm-hmm. Like I find that a funny like dream scenario. So, okay. I, I was here for it. You lost me real big with D&D and romancing characters. <laughs> I know. I could see. Like it was like the distance i could measure your disinterest by the distance your eyeballs were away from the middle of the mm-hmm. screen oh yeah i, I, like, I, I, like I, I, looking I, yes, I was on my phone i was listening I what I was but doing. i was like i'm also I on my I phone doing. so you know i <laughs> you so. know i've been uh occasionally listening to some of our older episodes and i <laughs> i've gotten to the one where it's right after tara's speakeasy bar crawl birthday where you saw <laughs> where you started talking about wrestling and you saw in real life me just like completely shut down <laughs> it was just it was it's it, i don't know how to say so it's sounding bad but it almost looks like you're about to experience a stroke your face just goes slack I know, I know. it's like, like going but to it's, full standby mode my body is just like <laughs> And it's, yes, and it's like that's exactly dead behind it. the like, eyes and just and I remember specifically they still had a Christmas tree up and they had a fiber optic Christmas tree up in this bar and I was just like, That tree is nice. And you were like, Oh my god, like yes, what yeah. what did I just witness? I'm like, I need everyone else to witness this. Yeah. <laughs> and I think even like my shoulders just, slump a little. It's, <laughs> it's just like <sighs> Yeah, if you're if, if it's it's like I feel like if someone was really having some sort of medical issue there would there be a look of panic in their eyes you know what it looks like it looks like low blood sugar it looks like you've suddenly had low blood sugar and you're just like okay like everything's just like slowing down for you it's uh the only time i have experienced this like where i've witnessed it with someone else's um leah very occasionally if she gets if she's like really overheated and dehydrated or something she does this she gets this look on her face where her Mm -hmm. face i can only describe it as her face melts like it's like i look at her and i see her entire facial expression just like like basically melt and 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 that's when i'm like you need to sit down let's get you some water let's like cool off some um i've seen it happen but twice. we're describing once... medical issues here laurel is what i'm saying as a comparison to what happens to you not one of these has been like a normal occurrence i've done a stroke i've done low blood sugar you've done like heat exhaustion <laughs> and, and like, another time leah has is... had surgery so yeah i know i'm describing things that are actual medical so what what i'm gathering from this ryan is that you talking about wrestling is detrimental to my health so also i want to do it when you're hooked up to a machine like i want to get some actual data out of this <laughs> let's, see, situation. let's see what the brain waves are doing which is probably i mean yeah watch your like and then just beep, beep. like her body is like their pulse slows functions um yeah anyway well folks uh if you've got uh, a dream to tell us if you uh uh, uh enjoyed this episode if you have just anything you want to get at us and let us know we are at craniacs 
on Twitter. I'm doing it out of order, but that's fine. But we're also craniacs at gmail.com. But no, we're, that, not, we're, we're not on Twitter. Oh, we've, we've, uh, I'm a liar. Yeah, if y'all have uh, visited our Twitter account lately, we've, we've hopped off uh, the site formerly known as Twitter. Um, I put up a goodbye post. Uh, so join us in our Facebook group. That's where, that's where we are now. Neither of us are on Twitter anymore, so... Like, yeah, we, we've chosen our side, and that side is Zuckerberg, apparently. But we are uh, craniacs at gmail.com, C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S, at, uh, no, I've said that on Twitter. I'm really losing Cran- it, but we are craniacs. craniacs. Like, if you throw, like, just a tiny pebble, speaking of medical issues, I'm having one right now. Uh, craniacs, a Fraser podcast on Facebook. Mm-hmm. We are available wherever you get your podcasts. You know where all those are. Uh Wherever you get us, make sure you give us a five-star review. Not a four-star review, a five-star review, because that helps out our little podcast. Rate, review, subscribe, give us a five-star review. If you want to give us four stars or lower, instead of doing that, do this. Seattle, we are entering a dark time. Laurel? (laughs) The writer's strike is still ongoing. The screen actor strike is still ongoing. The fall TV season is not going to be like the ones we have seen in the past. And... Mm -mm. I think it's time for us to harken back to some of the classics and maybe ones that are celebrating a momentous anniversary. And folks, I'm talking about one TV show that came out 20 years ago in August called The O.C. Please, everybody, take some time back with Ryan, Marissa, and more importantly, Seth and Summer. And revisit Orange County of 2003. Enjoy the fashions. Enjoy the music. We got to talk about how great the music was on that show. But just enjoy the simpler times. Uh, I have decided to do an OC rewatch. We'll see how long it lasts. I don't know if I'm going to go through the whole series because the fourth season really goes off the rails. But just oh, what, 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 a, what, a, what a great uh, groundbreaking show that was. It You know, that show walked so Gossip Girl could run. So, yeah, that is my... Uh, that's my that's my recommendation, guys. And if any of, any of you are OC heads uh, out there uh, and you want to hit me up with some of your your favorite moments from the show, uh, I'm I'm always down for a discussion about the OC. I, the OC was a special place in my heart, not only because it came out right before I started college, but at, right after I graduated college, series had already ended. I was living at home with my parents for that summer, and my parents and I binged the entire series of the OC. Uh, and it was just a, such a fun, like none of us had seen it all the way through. And it was just such a fun show for us to all watch. Like, you know, summer after you graduate college is a little, a little weird. You're like, I'm an adult, but you're not really an adult. So, uh, it was, yeah, it was a fun bonding experience for me and my parents too. Uh, two things with that. Um, you know, this, but I'm saying this for our listeners, my, uh, aunt, my dad's sister who has past but she used to be a uh, massage therapist out in LA and she had some famous clients and one of them was Peter Gallagher and she apparently had nothing but very nice things to say about him so I like putting out there when a star apparently has a good uh, record. Two, while you were saying that I realized I had the IMDB page up and I've never ever really looked at trivia but here's a piece of trivia about this episode I want to put in there before you say goodbye. The painting that Maris is helping to reenact Martyrdom of St. Ursula by Attila the Hun that Niles mentioned is an actual mural by Johann Schmidt painted from 1868 to 1872. It is one of several murals commissioned by the Ursuline Covenant of Louisville, Kentucky, and the description Niles gives of the painting is indeed accurate. So I just thought that was interesting because it feels like they're actually doing some of their research in here, not just making up hoity-toity things that don't exist. I I actually, it does not surprise me. I expected that that was a real 
I expected that that was a real painting. Also, I do have to say, I think I did not mention a lot of LOLs I had in this episode as I'm skimming back over my notes, but y'all understand, y'all understand how much we liked this episode. So, uh, t- tell us the LOL. This is a really good one. And the next one's good, which is nice to go into yes. it. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So, uh, watch the OC guys and, uh, so hit us up. yeah, tell us your, uh, tell us your favorite moments and maybe your LOLs. Yeah, and share your dreams with us. Uh, But until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Laurel is the expert.